Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your AEW Dynamite review for February 17th, 2021. So, Abby, it was looking like uh, AEW was going to give a somewhat of a decent show because, first of all, uh, in paper, this was looking like a weak card, but they still managed to give you a solid show. What did you think about this, this week's Dynamite? uh i would agree to that yes it was a solid show with regards to yes the women delivered because they were serena deeb and reho they were not the other women which are very much uh, you know critically acclaimed that aw has a great women's division so nonetheless and the fact that we are also seeing uh, you know progression with regards to storyline like the hangman page matt hardy stuff the contracts were switched i was right it it did happen and the other stuff too with regards to kenny omega john moxley the whole bullet club so stuff happened stuff happened and so it is great and with regards to you saying and us discussing that it was getting repetitive that sting coming out doing a promo and then the heels retreating they heard it and they did a different kind of approach this week so they made it a big deal the first bump they made it a big deal so there's that so perfectly it's cool i'm not uh, a fucking mark to complain oh my god they are making such a big deal of the power bomb no no man they made it a huge deal because the build up was like that that uh, would he take a bump will he not he is so old and etc etc so you know there's storytelling to it and with all of this they are slowly slowly setting up the card for revolution yes and we also got to know a ladder match a revolution sort of ladder match which is kind of it gave me a, a feeling of the ultimate x of uh, impact wrestling that is basically ladders and the ex uh, don callis was probably the uh, you know the mastermind behind it so nonetheless it is great that we are going to see uh, you know a new uh, creation of sorts so i am pumped up to it so on this uh, week's edition of dynamite we had uh, hangman page and matt hardy versus th2 uh, we had Sting calling out Team Taz, Rio versus Serena Deep. Uh, we had a AW World Tag Team Championship match, uh, Young Bucks defending the titles against Santana and Ortiz. And in the main event, it was a six-man tag match, John Moxley, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix versus Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade. So before all that, uh, if you are new to this channel, then make sure to hit that uh, the subscribe button make sure to like this video and also check out the other content uh, like uh, 
uh, I did a review with Ishan Chauhan. We covered NXT Takeover Vengeance Day, and uh, it was one of uh, I can't say one of it was the best uh, NXT Takeover in this pandemic era. Great show, mm-hmm. check that out. So back to Dynamite. Uh, so they kicked off with Hangman Page and Matt Hardy was uh, uh, who's this team? TS2, the Hybrid 2. So they showed the highlights of uh, Page exchanging the papers in that quote-unquote contract signing in the bar. So while they were sh- uh, showing this replay, uh, TS2 attacked both Hardy and Page. So Hardy and Page were in control until uh, a bland tag from Enelico as TST were in control. So P- uh, Page would get the hot tag and he ran wild. So at one point, Evans was on the top row. Page catches him with a powerbomb. So Page wants to end this match, but Hardy tags in. Uh, he goes for a twist of fate on Evans, but Evans sends Hardy into Page. So a couple of uh, double team moves from TH2 on Hardy, which kind of looked sloppy. But uh, Page would make a comeback, double box shot Lariat, uh, Hardy with a twist of fate to Enelico, and that was it. We did had a uh, big post-match anger, but what did you think about this match? I guess it was... Uh... A decent match. Uh, it was not bad. Uh, you know, they had to have a hot start. Uh, it is a term for this. So they had it. You know, it was fast paced, it was competitive, and they did the shit that they have to do. And basically, also, uh, the commentators are now putting over TH2. Uh, so it is good that we discussed about that at length in the initial reviews and now they are doing that and TS2 are getting the opportunity to compete uh, in the ring on Dynamite. Of course, they are greatly talented and but this was a decent outing for both the teams and of course, the focus is on the story which is lying behind that is Matt Hardy and uh, Hangman Adam Page and the contract which got signed last week, which was exchanged. And uh, it is, I guess, in my opinion, it is good that more focus is on the story and less is on the wrestling. But yes, uh, when both of the things click, that is when uh, you can say the magic happens. So, nonetheless, it it is TV, not a pay-per-view. But uh, here, you have to focus more on the storytelling. So, it is good for the team of AEW to do that. And there's there's that, that uh, and Helico sold the twist of fate at the end like a million bucks, uh, pun not intended. And the fact that... Uh, uh, I guess there is not uh, much else to say. That uh, thing is with Hangman Adam Page that he rejected the offer of the Dark Order because <clears throat> he hasn't had a good experience with multi-man uh, situations with factions. The faction situations, not the uh, don't get your mind in the dirty places, play uh, people. <laughs> And the fact that it is a trauma or whatever, but the fact is he didn't get into the multi 
man dynamics. So there's that. So we should get to the post-match angle. So post-match, we had uh, Hardy crediting Page for this big win. And uh, he also says that uh, one day Page will become a millionaire and then he will get 30% of that earning. So Page says that, that uh, that's not the case. And in comes uh, the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars mascot. He gives Hardy the paper that he had signed last week. So Hardy realizes it's not his contract. So he read this contract. And in this contract, they had mentioned that Hardy has to face Page at Revolution. And if he loses, then Page gets 100% from Hardy's first quarter earning uh, of 2021. So Hardy's mad. And he also convinces Page to have this stipulation applicable, applicable to him as well. So Page agrees and they dubbed it a big money match. So the mascot, he attacks Page and it's Isaiah Cassidy. So Hardy invites TH2, offers them three, uh, about $3,000 for uh, just to beat down Page. <laughs> so out comes Dark Order. They come for the save. They ch- chase out all the heels and that was it. So uh, I'm going to ask you, you uh, try to explain this. But uh, how do you feel uh, how they went about to book this uh, Page versus Hardy match? Like we knew that was going to happen, but how do you think they went about it? Uh, I guess it was uh, clever. It was creative, in my opinion. It was uh, not the formulaic uh, shit that we are used to from WWE. I'm saying formulaic WWE because... It has been in existence for the past, I don't know how many years, and we are used to, uh, you know, their style of storytelling. So it was different. And, uh, you know, all the facets of the storytelling made sense also. Because getting a person drunk and then uh, getting him uh, sign a contract, you know, it, it fits. I know that the contract people, the legal people would say that it doesn't fit because there are many, uh, you know, uh, essentials to a contract. So first, there is that he should be of a sane mind at the time of signing the contract, the party who is signing. But nonetheless, uh, this is storytelling. This is professional wrestling, sports entertainment. So here you should not think about that and uh, afterwards what uh, whatever happened switching of the contracts and whatever happened how they booked this match yes it was creative i would give that and how they even you know uh, inculcated dark order into the mix that also was clever that they uh, matt hardy gave uh, you know, he just shelled out 3000 or uh, whatever amount of dollars to uh, TH2 to get them, uh, you know, attack Hangman Adam Page and Dark Order came. So, good. Clever and getting all the people in this storyline. So, everybody would get TV time, TH2, Dark Order and of course uh, isaiah cassidy and matt hardy and uh, page also and also you can now book uh, stuff heading into the pay-per-view 
tag matches, singles matches, or, or whatever. So it's cool. It's cool. It fits. So next we get a quick recap of the first round matches from the Japanese block of the women's title eliminator. Uh, did you get to check out these matches, Abby? Uh, I got to check two matches uh, because uh, I have a certain uh, relationship or I should say the promotion I work for Wrestle Square has a certain prom- uh, relationship with uh, Gato Move Pro Wrestling. So I got to see first uh, two matches. First was Mei Saruga versus Yuka Sakazaki. So I really enjoyed the match. Why? Not because of the relationship of the promotion, but what May Suruga, uh, you know, told her, uh, he, uh, she, you know, gave us uh, the, you can say she showed her arsenal of moves that what she can do in the ring with only two years into the business. So uh, that is something to, you know, ponder about and many people were gunning uh, you know for her to win at one point of the match i saw the reaction on social media so uh, and also in the youtube comments also many are wanting her to be signed to all elite wrestling and maybe she will sooner rather than later but the fact uh, she is a student of uh, the joshi legend who competed in the second match emi sakura so I would like to say the first match I really enjoyed. Yuka Sakazaki won. Absolutely, she has been on AW television. And it was an enjoyable match. It wasn't bad at all. And I am not, uh, you can say, a religious or, uh, you know, viewer of Joshi wrestling. Uh, I am not, uh, you know, watching many of the other promotions. So when I watch in a ring scenario, I have watched May Saruga in, you know, the mat based, uh, you know, wrestling, which they do in the Chokupro Arena, the uh, Ichigaya Chocolate Factory. So it was different and it was very good for me to see her in the ring, so to speak. And the second match was Emi Sakura versus Veni for Asuka. So that was also great. It was hard hitting. They were actually, someone said that they were actually killing one another because that, it was so hard hitting. Yes, actually, uh, that was the best match of that entire uh, round. Mm-hmm. Yes, someone actually said that. And, uh, I would probably agree because I didn't watch uh, the other matches. I watched the second match also. So Veni and Emi Sakura did great uh, shit in their match hard hitting physical and emi sakura if you were uh, you know following her journey she has lost weight also she has uh, if uh, because you haven't uh, you know uh, probably focused on that or probably followed her journey on uh, gato move pro wrestling from the time she has left AW and from the time it has now. She has lost uh, quite a considerable amount of weight. So that too would have helped her in, uh, you know, the cardio and 
what she can do in the ring also. So probably that also would have upped the quality of the match, which we would have, uh, you know, witnessed this time. So it was a it was a great match, absolutely. And that was a breakout performance from Vinny. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they are uh, people are saying that she would also be signed. And sadly, everyone's favorite, Maki Ito, she didn't advance. And uh, <laughs> on the topic of that, the theme of this uh, first round was that they were playing it safe by advancing the veterans. You know, mm. you just talked about Emi Sakura. And the same way they did with Aja Kong and uh, Ryu Mizunami. And mm. apparently, those two are the favorite to win the Japanese block, I think. Mm-hmm. And speaking about uh, Ryu Mizunami, I joked on social media the other day that she looks like Okada's sister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> she also, uh, I have seen her also in uh, Choco Pro or Gatomo Pro Wrestling. She is a great talent, no doubt about it. And by the way, the rest of the matches from this block will be happening, I think, next Monday. And also, they have said that the matches from the US block will also be happening on YouTube because there's not uh, much time left for revolution and they have to yes. get this over with as soon as possible. And also probably the match quality. And yeah, maybe we... St- I don't know what we're going to get next week. Maybe they're going to have a Britt Baker match and an Isla Rose yes. match. I don't know. Yes, so we'll have yes. to wait and see. But let's get into Rio versus Serena Deep. This was the second match from the US block. And this was Rio's first match since last March. So we get welcome back chance for Rio. So they gave this a really good time as we normally get for a women's match on a Dynamite. And it turned out to be good. What did you think about this match, Abby? I also thought that it was uh, one of the best uh, probably matches we have uh, you know recently seen on aw television with regards to women also uh, and the stuff that uh, we have discussed that uh, there could be ring rust with regards to reho but there wasn't and there was someone who was complaining that uh, this uh, fucking joshi wrestlers or reho who are uh, comparatively, you know, uh, smaller in size. They do not have a fucking finisher. They do not use the fucking finisher. They always roll up their opponents and get the win. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I am saying that that is also a strategy. You know, that is also a strategy. And the stuff uh, she, uh, you know, Serena Deeb's knee injury. She rolled her up. So that is a, you know, calculated move. So fucking marks. <laughs> you know, th- there is nothing to, uh, you know, say about that. And this match was that uh, the winner would be facing Thunder Rosa in round two. So many were probably expecting this, uh, that Serena Deep would be winning. Because last week, Thunder Rosa cut a promo when uh, she mentioned the three people she wants to fight. And one of them was Serena Deeb. So, still, Serena Deeb lost. 
it was a great so, match so uh, we are brought to the attention that d base injured knee like you said and uh, rio is back and so is jr's uh, 98 pound uh, comments <laughs> and uh, so this was uh, they started with some technical offense d with the obvious size advantage so there was a spot uh, i don't know if you noticed this but but there was uh, this test of strength spot so rio looked like she, uh, little looked like she was little clueless like she didn't know how to do a test of strength so deep just tapped uh, rio's shoulder for a reminder and that showed you what kind of pro she is and uh, so the final parts of the match saw a lot of reversals from both women several pinning attempts and finally rio catches deep with a gedo clutch for the win and that was it like like you said a really good match here best women's match in dynamite uh, lately and uh, with this win mostly rio will be not uh, winning this tournament but they could give her a future nw women's title match yes yes that that was also i was thinking about they they would uh, i should say they should it would be great in my opinion and uh, one or two things i was uh, uh, you know uh, you know i just observed during the match that was that yes they said that serena deeb had the but she was selling it on and off you know uh, in the initial part of the match that she didn't sold it during the submission bridge exchange which happened in the initial part of the match and the fact that i understand that many uh, things happen that many moves have to be executed so uh, people uh, you know just wave off your uh, injury but the fact is that if you are a pro and if you have been in the business i uh, you know people expect that uh, the injury part you know you take it to heart and you just uh, you know sell it throughout at every point i understand that you are uh, saying that it is sports entertainment and stuff like that but the fact is you know realism stuff of realism it it works uh, very well sometimes when uh, because the commentators also at one point said that uh, she has bridged up and it isn't hurting uh, it it is on her weak leg so that you know takes away uh, from the match that what the fuck is happening that if she is doing it on her weak leg so is she not hurt is she not so stuff like that because if if you are uh, selling the injury angle please do it wholeheartedly that's the only thing uh, here to say afterwards you did it perfectly then serena deeb also to level the playing field she also uh, you know targeted rehos knee also with the dragon screws and uh, stuff like that the uh, hammers on the knee the thigh you know full marks full marks to it the fact is little stuff you know you have to be perfected 
and commentator said that Riho has been away from uh, for a long, uh, you know, 11 months or so. She has competed in stardom, Choco Pro, Gatomu Pro Wrestling when she teamed up with Emi Sakura uh, in a tag team match, probably against the best bros, uh, that is uh, May Saruga and Balianakki. And uh, other than that, uh, it was an amazing match. What we have, uh, you know, been accustomed to on AW television, this was far beyond. Amazing. So, from that, we get to a video package for Jade Cargill. She was on the basketball court uh, training with Shaq. And they are putting all effort to hype her up. Let's see how good she can be in that mixed active match that will be happening on March 3rd. And I think that's the go-home show for Dynamite, I think. Uh, sorry, Revolution. Yes, yes. We'll have to wait and see. Up next, we have Inner Circle. So they were being interviewed. Santana and Otis, uh, they were hyping up their tag team title match. Uh, MJF uh, still wants an apology from Sammy Guevara. Jericho tells MJF to shut up because uh, Jericho thinks that he uh, manipulated Guara, but still Jericho blames uh, Guara and says he never wants to hear his name ever again. <laughs> and speaking about Sammy Guara, looks like he's in trouble again. So reportedly, Sammy Guara has hit with Tony Khan after he rejected the idea of doing something with Impact Wrestling. And there was also involvement of Chris Jericho who became the uh, peacemaker in all of this. So, thoughts on this, Abby? Mm, I would like to say that uh, probably if you asked uh, Mark, <laughs> he would like to say that uh, he did the right thing by, uh, you know, rejecting whatever Impact Wrestling offers that who the fuck is Impact Wrestling and they don't get any viewers and LOL, TNA, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. So I would like to say that uh, whatever happened, uh, probably there was a report that uh, the angle which they pitched was the uh, he would be the third member of the faction Decay, uh, which was, uh, you know, they got Black Taurus to do it from Lucha Libre AAA. So, I guess whatever happened, it was for the best, probably. It is a report. We do not know what kind of a, uh, you know, thing that they thought of or whatever. So, at this point, when the relationship is just starting to grow between two promotions, that is Impact Wrestling and uh, All Elite Wrestling, so you do not want any kind of conflict. So obviously, when uh, the talent says that I do not want to do it, or maybe he, uh, you know, rejects it in a very blatant or in a, you know, bad way. So that puts uh, pressure on uh, All Elite Wrestling to, uh, you know, uh, stop the fire, which he did probably because you have to you know maintain that relationship because you are here to do something big which would benefit all the promotions and the wrestling business also so he just 
said that uh, calm down and uh, for the time being and we are here to build a relationship and stuff like this should not uh, you know brew right now we have to build a relationship so if they are pitching something so uh, you know wrap your head around it and try to do it in your own way if it is resonating with you uh, obviously and if it is not then you know you can go elsewhere and it was also they uh, he had to also wrap the inner circle stuff which happened so all the things have to be that he is a third member of the decay faction and he has left the inner circle so he had to do something maybe he didn't like what it is and his age is also such that uh, people get you know on a very high horse so probably he didn't come off uh, very humble or in a very good way to the impact wrestling officials it can and it cannot happen we were not in the production meeting we were not there we do not know what can happen and with regards to the marks that uh, you know ki uh, that in what position impact wrestling officials are and in what position impact wrestling is to ask sami gowara to do certain stuff or to not do certain stuff the fact is that their ownership has money first of all anthem uh, they are based in canada second that they are building uh, you know a promotion they have acquired a tv channel in the united states that is access tv first of all and thirdly all elite wrestling's viewership in the united states has stagnated from the first year till now they are stagnated at around 800000 to 900000 so they need some boost to you know break the 1 million point so they need new fresh exciting programming so what do you do you go elsewhere you you know get some exciting shit you get new fans you know from other promotions or you know get new talent to mix up with your talent to boost your viewership that is business stuff so it would help the other people also yes the promotions buzz is growing you would see that yes obviously in the other uh, places like probably mexico uk in india as people we know that it it is growing obviously but the metrics of the united states have stagnated we know that and it is no doubt about it even if they are beating nxt every week but that is not a win for the long haul if you are going for the long haul you need to break uh, the 1 million and then beyond to compete against raw or even smackdown is a huge uh, you know mark that is probably 2 million or 3 million on a uh, on a fox network so you have to think for the long haul and do certain angles like the bullet club or you know crossovers and battle of the belts has been uh, trademarked something is happening uh, you know and we have to just 
you know go with the ride and not complain about any of the other promotions who are working with aw and not be a aw mark please just go with the flow and enjoy the ride it is happening and it is a great time but mostly this partnership they are doing it benefits the other promotions even new japan i think yes it would be benefiting but it is also benefiting uh, all elite wrestling so if it is not benefiting you why would you be going into business with the other person you would not or if you are doing it uh, with a golden heart that you are doing it for a friend or a partner then you can but uh, because chris jericho has good relations with don callis kenny omega has good relations with don callis who is the vice president of impact wrestling stuff like that but there should be some uh, benefit involved both parties obviously because they are corporations they are companies they are not only private corporations or just people but there are other stakeholders involved which involves employees which involves the people who have invested money they they want certain benefit out of this obviously and also the fans who will be enjoying what chaos is happening so there's that all elite wrestling is benefiting if you are not seeing the metrics out that is because it is a official narrative that all elite wrestling is doing it because they have a golden heart it is not everybody benefits that is why you go into a business with someone you are also getting benefited in some shape or form or probably you are seeing in the long run there would be a relationship established so when you would want a favor uh, in the future you would get it so you know don't think about it uh, you know in very much uh, you know detail just go with the ride and don't uh, you know question the other promotions new japan nwa lucha libre triple a impact wrestling don't it's all for the benefit of the fans enjoy the programming up next we have orange cassidy versus luther so this went uh, short as it was supposed to so we had serpentico uh, he would take out chuck taylor so this caused a distraction allowed uh, luther to blindside cassidy so both uh, both men were on the apron uh, cassidy power bombs luther on the floor serpentico was looking for a dive on cassidy but here comes uh, chuck taylor and he hits the awful awful on serpentico that's a sick looking move so orange punch to luther for the win and that was it uh, so obviously chuck taylor and orange cassidy they are involved in this ongoing feud with kip sabian and miro god knows how and uh, when they will end this anything you wanted to add so i expected that there should be some involvement of miro kip and penelope but there wasn't in the post match angle uh, maybe they are stretching it because they would be probably you know uh booking them in some shape or form at the pay per view probably in the ladder match but uh, we have to wait and see 
and with regards to this match the the thing which uh, luther uh, luther uh, did in the initial moment of the bout that was with the shirt you know he tied him up or he was uh, doing with the neck that looked nasty that was and the power bomb that was the only good thing which he did and bro <laughs> but uh, nonetheless orange cassidy won and that was probably thing uh, which was the news for this match up next we get highlights of team taz uh, dragging darby allen so <laughs> team taz would uh, make their way to the ring uh, taz says powerhouse hops and ricky starks could make it due to the bad weather and you also blame sting for that uh, so taz <laughs> Taz calls out Sting, and here comes Sting. Uh, he enters uh, the ring with a baseball bat. So Taz says Sting is nothing without his baseball bat. So Sting throws the bat, takes off his jacket. So Taz sends him a warning, but Sting goes after Cage. So Hook, he tried to choke out Sting. So Cage with the upper hand, he power bombs Sting as Team Taz leaves. So there you go, Sting can take bumps. I like this angle. Because it was uh, like even you mentioned that it was very different from your typical uh, sting angle that they do every week on Dynamite, and I would have ex- uh, you know appreciated if they kind of over exaggerated that it was his first bump, and they could have sent in the doctors or something, maybe add in that little drama. Hmm. Hmm. I I would agree. I would agree. probably they just didn't give a flying fuck <laughs> i don't know but nonetheless yes i would agree i would agree absolutely but yes the commentators did that uh, he got power bombed and stuff like that but he they could have absolutely i would agree let's see where this uh, goes like How many weeks do you have till then? Uh, revolution three weeks. Uh, I guess yes. Uh, it is March seventh, and now it is eighteen uh, nineteenth February. I guess yes. Yeah, so, not not much time left. Up next, Eddie Kingston promo where he explains to us uh, why this uh, six-man tag team match is happening because he pitched the idea to Tony Khan. and he also wanted to exercise all his past teammates with all the opponents involved so there you go uh, uh up next we have uh, jr he sends us to the next segment with uh, wwe champion kenny omega <laughs> magic of live television <laughs> so kenny omega uh, was seen in a preschool uh, reading a story from the young bucks book so <laughs> This story was how uh, Omega and uh, how the Jericho and Omega match happened and uh, how it changed the entire wrestling business. Uh, Don Callis is happy that they are catering to the four to nine demographic. <laughs> so the kids uh, over here they want to play with Omega, but Callis sends Nakazawa instead. The kids hate Nakazawa and start beating him up as Omega and Callis leave him for dead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is just for laughs man sports entertainment 
Speaking about the Young Bucks, they were in the uh, next match as they were defending their tag team titles against Santana and Ortiz. So this was a very fast-paced match. Uh, match was good as we got to the end. So what did you think about this match, Tabi? Uh, I would also agree the match was good. Uh, many, uh, I guess I saw one post uh, online which said that LAX or Santana and Ortiz, it, it wasn't up to their, uh, you can say, potential or what they have, uh, you know, performed to the level of probably in the past. So I guess, uh, nonetheless, I uh, enjoyed the match. It wasn't bad. And uh, it, it, it wasn't probably, uh, you know, extraordinary because I can understand that it was in the middle of the card and, uh, you know, stuff they have done in Impact Wrestling against Lucha Bros and the other tag teams, it has, uh, you know, set such a high standard. Uh, it cannot be probably, uh, you know, surpassed, uh, you know, that easily. Probably they are. Uh, and also there was no little to no build for this match. So why the fuck would you bring your A plus game? That is also the thing. And the main story is uh, Sammy Guevara, Jericho and MJF. And MJF Jericho versus uh, Bucks uh, at uh, Revolution. So why the fuck would you give such a, you know, fucking amazing match on television? Understandable. Understandable. Nonetheless, it was a quote-unquote dream match given. LAX haven't been given such opportunities to perform. But whatever we saw, it was an appetizer to what they can do. We saw so many unique uh, double team maneuvers uh, from LAX, brilliant stuff. They were uh, great in this match. It was very entertaining, uh, you know, back and forth between both the teams. It was a great match. And the story behind this match, uh, which I guess someone from the uh, announcers said, that LAX eliminated Matt Jackson in the Battle Royal at Beach Break. So that could be one of the reasons uh, the elimination that nobody gave a flying fuck about, to be precise. And uh, the other things which uh, have this, that uh, yes, the inner circle got evicted uh, at one point in this match. So. Should I say or should you run down first? Uh, so let's uh, run down this match. Yes, the inner circle, they got sent to the backs thanks to MJF. So we see Omega, Callis and Good Brothers watching the match on their monitor, WWE style. <laughs> so at one point, uh, Bucks were going for the BTE trigger on Santana, but uh, Santana with double cutters. So, Street Sweeper on Nick, uh, Matt breaks, uh, breaks up the spin at two and a half. 
Super kicks to both Sentai and Otis. Uh, Matt gets sent into the crowd just beside Papa Buck and Mama Buck. So Nick with a surprise inside crater for the win. As the inner circle would return to beat up the Bucks. While uh, Callis wasn't allowing Omega and Good Brothers to run for the save. So Jericho and MJF had submissions on the Bucks. So someone, someone, uh, someone had to save uh, the Bucks. Uh, Brandon Cutler. The BT editor. <laughs> he uh, he came in for the save, but he gets beaten up by Jake Hager. So Jericho even went face to face with Papa Buck as the Good Brothers finally came for the aid, <laughs> and that was all. <clears throat> Stuff. Uh, we don't know right now that what the fuck is happening with the uh, you know Don Callis and Kenny Omega and. The good brothers. Kenny Omega wanted to go, but Don Gale said that wait, uh, there's no need on whatever. And then the good brothers, when they went, it was probably all finished. The beatdown was all finished. So th- there's that. And the inner circle, when they got uh, evicted from ringside, it was due to MJF, uh, as you said. And I guess it was intentional that uh, what he did because MJF doesn't want any member of the inner circle to probably capture gold at this point. So probably there's that. And he would double cross Jericho at Revolution. And that's when Sammy Guevara would be the saving grace of Jericho. Who in turn, doesn't want Sammy Guevara to be ever seen. So, there's that. So, after this all said and done, we get an impromptu gender reveal from Brandy Rhodes. So, Cody is there, he's all smiles, and it was revealed that it's a girl, and uh, we quickly move into FTR versus the Seidel brothers, uh, brothers. So you were also one of the uh, you were also one of those uh, people who were that why the fuck are they announcing on dynamite? <laughs> no, it um, yeah, but they did uh, they got this done very quickly, so I have mm-hmm. no props with that. <laughs> so That's... as I was saying, they quickly yes. move into the next match. So Cody is on commentary. Interesting to see because it's an FTR match that mm. didn't uh, mention like why Cody was here because he was there to promote something else. We'll get to that. So mm. let's get to this match here. Uh, it was FTR versus Seidel Brothers. Obvious clash of styles. FTR would get the win via a big Greek on Mike Seidel. Uh, what did you think about this match and especially Mike Seidel? Uh, I guess, uh, first of all, this was a uh, you know hard-hitting match back and forth uh, between both the teams. And, uh, you know, FTR, it was said that uh, they were suspended and they were, uh, I guess, also fined for what they did with the Lucha Soras uh, post the singles bout with the, which happened between Dax Harwood and Jungle Boy and also for kidnapping Marco Stunt, obviously. There's a line. And 
Mike Seidel and uh, Matt Seidel have been doing their tag team stick probably uh, at Dragon Gate. It was told to us. So there's that. Uh, Mike Seidel, I would like to say that uh, the top rope of AEW rings, it has, uh, you know, it tests the Seidel clan. Every time they, you know, make their debut. So first it was Matt Seidel. He slipped when he got to the top rope maneuver. And this time it was Mike. He slipped while doing some maneuver, some shit. So it is a testing ground for them whenever they debut. So whenever their sons, their brothers, whenever they make their debut, probably kiss the top rope probably once, twice, thrice, probably 100 times before, you know, stepping into the dynamite ring. So there's that. And... Or get to the bottom rope for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And uh, Matt Seidel was uh, also in a tag team, or I should say in a mentor and student relationship in Impact Wrestling with uh, All Ego, Ethan Page, who we also, uh, probably it is uh, rumored that he is probably coming to uh, here at All Elite Wrestling. It is rumored, we have to wait and see, because he also has a blog and other stuff involved. So WWE would not be very much appreciative of those ventures. So probably he would also be AW bound in the near future. And Matt and Mike were also wearing the open your third eye, uh, you know, tights, the gear. So I would like to see that if they are given a story or something to see, uh, sink their teeth into, they would, uh, they should be given some kind of uh, vignettes because they would be, uh, you know, exciting for the people to watch and also get invested in the character. Matt Seidel is a legend, no doubt about it. But, you know, throwing just, uh, you know, Matt Seidel on dynamite and sometimes he is doing this, we we are not giving a fuck. So please give us something to get invested. And speaking of getting invested, there was a tweet uh, with regards to Kenta. That why wasn't Kenta hyped with vignettes when he made his debut, in-ring debut on AW Dynamite? I would like to get your opinion on that also, please. Yeah, I also saw that same thing like like you saw on social media, like why Kenta uh, didn't get a video package or something. But in that main event, uh, you know, or that exact episode, uh who's that commentator excalibur he went mm. all in with the explanation like mm. what new japan is who kenta is what is uh why is he here what is that briefcase in his hand uh yeah. what's the story behind him and moxley why are they feuding what is what's the history behind the iwgp united states champion Vagera, Vagera, etc so they did mm. uh put in some effort to put in the explanation factor regarding mm. kenta's Arrival in mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I would perfectly agree that they did what they could. But 
they would have done because uh, they are uh, probably in the mindset that the only people who are watching is the hardcore wrestling fans. Uh, there are people who are just AW uh, fans or the American fans or the Indian fans or the UK fans who are not probably aware or the uh, who are watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, probably. So they are probably not even uh, are not aware. I saw some uh, tweets. They said that uh, I was not aware of him. And then you put him in the main event of your television show. You, I guess, yes, I would agree that there is a time constraint. But the fact is that you could have done it with vignettes. You should have. You could have done it in the intro uh, when it is happening or between... Uh, what is happening in the show or there is also one more uh, suggestion which you could have done it that is you could have put it on your social media you uh, throughout the week the the previous week that when he gave the g2s to uh, john moxley and then the whole week you could have hyped him up that who is Kenta, what is he, who is he, etc., etc. You could have done a little bit. I understand that he is from a different promotion. Why would we give up, uh, you know, so much, uh, you know, investment or flying fuck about this guy? Understandable. But man, you, if you want ratings, if you want people to get invested in your main event, Give something, give something to get the people invested. Please, you sh- you could have done that. And there's also, uh, uh, there's a reason they do those uh, Road to Dynamite series every week on YouTube. Yes. There's, hmm. uh, you will get all the backstory uh, via those Road to series whenever you watch hmm. a new episode of Dynamite. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's quickly uh, get back to this uh, FTR versus Cider Brothers match and let's talk what happened post-match. So, uh, post-match, doctors check on Mike uh, while FTR snatches uh, doctor's first aid kit and pulls out scissors. So, uh, they were about to cut the hair of Mike, but the lights go out. We see a dinosaur mask on the screen. Lights come back. It's Jurassic Express. So, Luchasaurus got new mask here. So Jungle Boy has Harwood in a snare trap while Luchasaurus choke slams uh, Wheeler. FTR laid out and uh, I think we are getting into a situation like they are doing this for the past two weeks. We might, When they do have this big match here between FTR and Jurassic Express, we could see a stipulation getting added of maybe uh, Jurassic Express like Luchasaurus Jungle Boy putting uh, their hair and mask on the line. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm, probably, but what uh, do FTR, uh, you know, put on the line? There, there should be some reciprocation, in my opinion. That's true, and, too, but mm-hmm. they kind of uh, are going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. It seems so, but there should be some reciprocation. Like uh, they 
did with Matt Hardy and uh, Hangman Adam Page. There should be, you know, two. two. There should be someone uh, losing and the other one also losing something. Then uh, the other one gives a fuck about that. Not only one party would give a fuck about that. And probably they could book a uh, trio's action if they want. They are doing it next week. Uh, yeah. And so, that's and the idea of Tully Blanchard competing was your idea, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. I I was uh, thinking about that. Um. And it was quite apparent because he was involving himself in the attacks and in the in-ring stuff. So it was probably sooner rather than later that he would, you know, come inside the ring somewhat in some shape or form to compete. So now it is happening. It's great. It is a trio's action next week. Yes, it's a trio's action with the addition of Tully Blanchard and Marco Stunt. Brilliant. Brilliant. So... Uh, from that, uh, let's get to what uh, why Cody was involved here. So during the match, they announced that that there will be a face of revolution ladder match. So Vinegar said future TNT title match as of now. The participants announced are Cody Rhodes, Pentile Zero M, and Scorpio Sky. I think uh, it would have been more fun if we had qualifying matches for this ladder match. But I think this is the same loophole that we were talking about when it comes to the TNT Championship. Like, for example, we also discussed about uh, why Joey Janela got a title shot. So, what did you think about uh, this uh, upcoming match there? Mm, I, I didn't give it much thought, to be quite honest. Uh, I just, you know, digested it. <laughs> I guess, okay, they are doing a match, which is, you know, understandable that it is to create chaos, to, uh, you can say, pop the crowd, whatever, at home and uh, at uh, in attendance. And uh, it is quite reminiscent, probably, of the Ultimate X, which was the brainchild of Don Callis. But nonetheless, uh, they are doing it for the opportunity of the TNT Championship. Okay. But yes, uh, I would agree that the credentials should be there. Cody has it agreed. He is a former champion. Understandable. I can give it. I can give it uh, to him probably. And then it is uh, Pentagon Jr., or Pentel Zero M. You know, he has the credentials that he, uh, you know, from the for the sake of talent, uh, we would give it to everybody. That everybody has it. But uh, for the sake of it, uh, you would say Scorpio Sky, when have we seen him? They, uh, he would have been doing shit on uh, dark, but uh, you know what? What is there? Uh, as uh, they would probably, uh, you know, 
justified from his uh, probably winning streak or his last win against a legend probably probably uh, someone i would not uh, say christopher daniels because they are in the same faction as ceo but i don't know there there should be some qualifier yes there should be some logic to everybody is there should be some qualifier to it i perfectly agree with you that there should be some qualifier or some logic behind uh, the people you have chosen for this Be- because if you are doing this for the case of i guess chaos that you would uh, you know choose one high flyer that who can take you know insane bumps for the sake of it you have chosen probably scorpio sky because he has the hunger to uh, you know get over with the fans so he would take probably sick bumps so but give us something give us some qualifier because you are giving an opportunity for the championship a championship which is your mid card championship your intercontinental championship your uh, probably second championship you know second men's championship so i would perfectly agree with that there, sh- there should have been and if there is time constraints and uh, you know stuff like that what what else you can do show it on youtube or let's see so i hope uh, they don't add a lot of uh, people in this match like they did it with the uh, you know casino ladder match they did with double or nothing because that mm-hmm. was sort of a cluster fluck mm-hmm. and uh, at least put at least six people is fine i guess for this ladder match yes Mm-hmm. so quickly uh, get it, let's get into the main event uh, so we had a pre match promo from moxley he was hyping up the upcoming united states uh, title match with kenta on new japan strong um, he said also he also wants the uh, aw world championship back from kenny omega so the main event was john moxley lance archer ray phoenix versus eric kingston and butcher and blade So like the previous AEW uh, Dynamite uh, main events this was chaotic and uh, MVP of the match uh, hands down uh, Ray Phoenix Archer looked good as well so both of these guys got rid of Butcher and Blade so the two men left uh, legal were Moxley and Kingston a little back and forth between the two so Moxley knows what this spinning back fist and uh, he would finally hit the paradigm shift for the win and that was it thoughts on this match and uh, or the post match angle but what did you think about the match first um, yes as you said that chaos chaos it was utter fucking chaos uh, nothing like that there was no uh, you know wrestling so to speak uh, which we could uh, you know possibly review and uh, with regards to eddie kingston his uh, you know you can say his problems with all the three competitors uh, they have been since uh, you know quite some time with phoenix it was since the lockdown happened the death triangle uh, when pack uh, got away and then 
he was trying to get pentagon in his family and he didn't give a flying fuck about phoenix because he is a, a flippy asshole to be very frank and he uh, you know has a certain thought process behind it that it doesn't look like uh, you know a fight when he fights there's that he says he's an actor it's not a fighter you have heard that promo it was i guess against uh, dragonov if i'm not wrong and with regards to lance archer it was the casino battle royale final elimination he went between the middle turnbuckle it was probably at all out and with regards to john moxley john moxley left for the big leagues that is the wwe and he left him in the outlaw mud show bullshit promotions and it ended in the i quit match for the aw world championship when john moxley won he made him quit basically but still kingston is harboring uh, you know anger angst sadness whatever he is so he wanted this match he got it and phoenix's athleticism and explosiveness was on full display he was indeed as you said the mvp of this match absolutely perfectly agreed and lance archer also showed some athleticism at one point when he did the you know uh, flipping sent on from the apron on all the people uh, who were outside that is i guess uh, butcher and blade and even phoenix for that matter uh, that was also great and as you said at the end point it was moxley who absorbed the spinning back fist of eddie kingston i was fucking shocked and then he hit the paradigm shift or it was the death rider which one was it death rider it was death rider okay. the elevated paradigm shift let's go with that <laughs> for the victory uh, it was you know it was what it was chaotic action to send the fans happy so uh post match the good brothers uh, attack moxley so here is kenny omega he has a contract in hand uh, he says he's granting moxley's rematch at revolution but he wants to put down moxley for good so he wants moxley in a exploding barbed wire death match <laughs> so moxley with a headbutt to omega omega with two v triggers as we go off the air so this uh, rematch had to be done in a gimmick match i think because uh, they couldn't have done this in a normal traditional wrestling match and say moxley loses he still comes out looking strong you know and mm. uh, i don't know what do you think about death matches but personally not a big fan of death matches but if you are going to make me cringe so be it <laughs> and uh, what what do you think about this uh, upcoming match they have uh, i do not know thing is that uh, basically there would be little to no wrestling obviously it 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 would involve i guess uh, the story uh, you know that would involve that 
they are hitting the barbed wire if they are if they are not and stuff like that playing with the ring obviously the barbed wires are the ropes the ropes are fucking barbed wire and there are four uh, you know ring posts they are explosive that is the uh, you know the dynamics at play here so uh, it was probably done in the promotion called fmw uh, i saw that in uh, one of the tweets and i guess i am uh, i am probably watching this obviously and the fact that that i would enjoy that is up to uh, you know the experience what, what uh, they are up, up for it and there is also one more thing that uh, that is happening in this match that the barbed wires would probably uh, you know keep the good brothers and don callis at bay so that also gives john moxley a favorable opportunity to get the victory but yes after the barbed wires get blasted off then it is all game for the american bullet club so to speak so there's that and what blood shed and what uh, you know blood bath is going to happen we have to wait and see that uh, what could they or couldn't they do on uh, pay per view and on fight tv that airs or streams internationally looking forward to this <laughs> by the way did you like their match from full gear uh, that unsanctioned match yeah it was enjoyable i really enjoyed that match yes i think that's the similar thing they're going to do at revolution with this barbwire uh explosive barbwire death match and i mm-hmm. i think i've seen this uh, similar type of match i think it was uh, great muta and onita in new japan that happened about 25 30 years ago okay it may be it the match this type of death matches are a little cringe to most but seeing this explosive factor it will be a spectacle because uh, i think this is the first time they are doing on american television or american the yes. american mainstream yes yes so looking forward to that match and uh, that's dynamite for you yes that's dynamite and probably this would also give them a huge uh, you can say uh, it should uh, it would then we have to wait and see the ratings bump and so to speak because now uh, us people the indian wrestling fans and uh, the other countries who have been watching wwe for the past many years they uh, would not have been uh, you know experienced such a match so when they would see and it would go uh, you can say to the mainstream probably or to their friends and family who watch wrestling or then it could create a lot of buzz so it would be buzz worthy nonetheless so before we leave where can these guys find you guys uh, you can find me on social media on uh, instagram and twitter at abimaniac and i'm currently working with an independent wrestling promotion called wrestle square in india and i'm the top 50% uh, 
now with them so there's that you can subscribe to their youtube channel at research square pro wrestling india you can find slam up wrestling on twitter at slam up w instagram at slam up wrestling and if you don't want to watch this review on youtube then you can catch the audio uh, versions on anchor and spotify as well so this was the aw dynamite review and we'll see you guys next time peace